Hi, I'm Ken Kessler, and welcome to the Sounds of Christmas podcast. If you're new to this podcast, I want to start by saying thanks for joining us. If you're not new, welcome back. Either way, I'm glad you're here. Now, to avoid any confusion, I want to start off by saying there won't be any music played here. This is a place for conversation. I'll talk about Christmas music and some related topics, sometimes by myself and sometimes with guests. If you're looking for music, just go to soundsofchristmas.com and click on the tree or the player on the front page or on the Listen Now page. We play the best variety of Christmas music all year long. Well, except in October, when we play the best variety of Halloween music. This episode of the Sounds of Christmas podcast is a little different than what we normally do here. Today's guest is not a singer or in a band. He's here to help us navigate through something that seems to happen every year. And I just felt it was time we talked about it with someone who just might be able to give us some answers. Dr. Fabrizio Mancini, thank you so much for joining us. Well, Kenny, so exciting. But uh, if you would like me to sing, I'd be more than happy to do it. (laughs) That's completely up to you. (laughs) That's exciting. Dr. Mancini is a healthy living expert. He specializes in mental health issues. He's been featured on The Doctors, Fox News, CNN, CBS, ABC, NBC, Univision, Telemundo, many others. I'm sure that you've seen and or heard him before. And I wanted to talk about the way it seems so many people are so quick to tell you how they hate Christmas music. Why do so many people seem to either love it or hate it so much? There's really no in-between. Well, you know, it's interesting, Ken, because there's a company called Blue Core, uh, and they share that there was over 50,000 songs with the uh, word Christmas in it. And the challenge, uh, especially during the holidays, is that a song is usually associated with an experience. So if all of a sudden you had a promotion, maybe you got engaged or married, maybe you had your first child, uh, maybe you got uh, your first job, and then you hear a Christmas song, then the association of emotions uh, tend to be more positive. But let's take a different scenario that all of a sudden is the holidays and it's Christmas, but then you're in the hospital and your mother or your father is dying of some terminally ill illness, Uh, Or perhaps you're involved in an accident that ends up, you know, um, crippling you. Or perhaps you have uh, a breakup during the holidays, which tend to happen a lot. And then that's associated with that pain and suffering. So what we learn, and as we study uh, the different studies by different people out there, is that depending on what experiences you associate your song with, tends to be what gives you the emotion of whether you're in complete joy and bliss or whether you're miserable and frustrated. It seems like that there are a lot of people and the complainers always are noisy, so it always seems like there's a lot. But it seems like there are a lot who hate Christmas music and they almost take glee in announcing how much they hate it. There are so many lists every December the most hated Christmas songs, the worst Christmas songs, that kind of thing. And it isn't just, you know, an angry guy here or there. It's media-related sites like Rolling Stone, Esquire, Men's Health. There was one last week that was in The Hill, which is a political website. And it's it's just amazing to me that it seems like they're trying to make it cool to hate something that uh, that most other people really love. 
Well, and I also think that there's another thing to take into consideration. Uh, besides what I mentioned about the emotional component of uh, an association with your experiences, you also have the fact that Christmas especially tends to take a very big space, uh, especially let's say here in the United States, where you have multiple religions and multiple different beliefs of system, or maybe there's a lot of people that just don't believe in anything. So all of a sudden, uh, I think that having, hearing all these Christmas songs everywhere you go, it doesn't matter whether it's a department store or a shop or even 7-Eleven, it doesn't matter. You're going to hear these songs again and again and again. And I think that for some people that gets to be so annoying because maybe a part of them will wish that they would celebrate their particular belief system instead of always um, feeling like you have to celebrate Christmas, even though you may not believe in Christmas. I think that there's something about it that, I don't know, some people seem to find it almost trendy to dump on something other people really like, because music is always very subjective. And you always see lists about, you know, <laughs> songs that are bad and uh, terrible summer songs. Yeah. you know uh, bad dance songs that kind of thing but just the the vitriol for christmas music you get like there was there's this website called time out and their headline was the 25 worst christmas songs ever inflicted on humankind and it's funny that they would say that but it is like they're taking just some enjoyment out of out of picking on these songs and I think it's, uh, it's a matter of expression, you know? I mean, there's always going to be those people that tend to be more positive about things in life, and there's going to be those which we can call the haters that are just going to hate on whatever and somebody else is enjoying. I mean, I read a, a recent list that was mentioning some of the worst Christmas songs ever, and they were listing things like the Spice Girls Christmas rapping, or Celine Dion, Holly Night, or Lady Gaga, Christmas Tree, or Madonna, Santa Baby. I mean, you name it. And at the same time, I know that there's some people out there that will just say, oh, that's my favorite song. That's my favorite Christmas song. So I just think that we just have to take it for what it is. And, and what I recommend people to do is, even if Christmas may not be your particular belief system, potentially religion, etc. Uh, I just have compassion and sympathy for those that it does mean something to it. And that's one of the things. And another thing, Ken, that I don't know if you happen to think about it. Think about all the employees that work in department stores and they have the same playlist day by day. It just seems like they play the same songs day by day, which I'm sure some market research firm found that certain songs stimulate more buy-in and they play the same songs again and again. Imagine those individuals having to live with those songs in their heads every single day because they're working. Uh, that's a component in which, you know, it's interesting to understand that it's not just the people that listen to it in the radio or in the department stores, but it's the people that actually have to work in environments where they're playing Christmas songs day in and day out. Yeah, I was going to actually I was going to ask you about that with the repetition. And I'm always quick to blame traditional radio 
for this kind of thing because a lot of radio stations do the same thing like you're talking about in stores where they play the same songs over and over and they start around the first of november so by thanksgiving you've already heard that mariah carey song a hundred times and i i just wonder if that repetition is feeds into this well it's interesting because there was a study that was done by Soundtrack Your Brand, and they interviewed about 2,000 customers and retail staffers. And they came up with the fact that, number one, they recognized that many of these stores were playing earlier uh, the Christmas songs than the years before. There were some stores that were playing Christmas songs as early as Halloween, not taking Thanksgiving, you know. The other thing that they found is that one quarter of the American retail workers say that their holiday spirit is dying because they're forced to listen to the Christmas songs all day long. I thought that that was kind of interesting that 25% of the people will feel like that. Uh, and then another one said that little over half of the customers love the music during the holidays, but 23% mentioned that they wish they wouldn't play it until after December 1st. Is there anything that you can suggest that people who love Christmas music can do if they're in a relationship with or even married to uh, somebody that hates Christmas music or if they work with somebody like that? Is there anything people can do? You know, it's interesting because I always believe that even if you're with your partner in a relationship and maybe you have different songs, I would say is open communication. You know, be the first one to initiate asking the question, hey, can I ask you how you feel about Christmas songs? Would it be okay to play them? Uh, are there some of your favorites? Would you mind sending me a playlist? We'd love to make sure that we're playing the ones that you really like. And I think if really if retail stores will be smart, uh, they will get feedback, not only from their customers, but also from their employees, uh, instead of just primarily putting the emphasis on what external parties are saying are the most popular songs that you should be playing in your stores. Uh, so I, I think it begins, it begins with communication. And good communication usually starts with a question rather than a statement, you know? So ask the question, you know, and find out how they feel about Christmas songs. Find out, do they hate it? Do they love them? Are there some particular songs that bring negative memories? I mean, I wouldn't want to be necessarily playing a song that reminds my best friend or my partner of her dying mother, you know, or maybe right. losing her father or perhaps something dramatically that happened in her early youth. So those are the things that I would say is where it all begins. It's good communication and asking questions and making sure that the other person really recognizes that your intention is pure. Your intention is positive. It's not a judgment here. It's just a matter of just getting information. Any advice for people who work in places that are listening to the same 20, 30, 40 songs every single day, every day of December? So there's a couple of interesting things that, as you know, people get very creative. So we find that some employees are actually using one ear pod in an ear and playing their favorite music that has nothing to do with Christmas while they're working. So they can still hear if they're being called or if the customer, et cetera. But that's one thing that I have found. Another one is some of the employees have gotten very creative in talking to their management, human resources, et cetera, and talk to them about maybe changing the playlist a little bit more often. 
maybe suggesting some new songs to the playlist. And I always think that that's always a very good thing. And lastly, I would say, try to associate a positive, opti optimistic feeling, even though I know you're probably getting annoyed with the songs, maybe you even hate it, but try to come up with positive associations that at least when you hear the song, you're immediately not going to go into a negative frame mind, mindset. You're hopefully going to be able to switch that into more of a positive. So what are some of the things to do? So whenever you do activities that are very positive, try to play the same songs that you're having to hear again and again. So that way you are reframing the brain. <clears throat> One of the things that we know in neuroscience today is that you can actually change uh, the brain uh, infrastructure by re repetition of some new uh, component that will then replace the old programming that we had, where, in ins for instance, if there was a song by Mariah Carey that I particularly dislike, now all of a sudden, I'm either going to associate that song with some new experience, so I'm going to play that song when I'm doing a positive activity, or I'm going to try to, in some way, think of positive things while that song is playing, so that way I can start associating positive thoughts with that song. You know, communication is so important in so many things besides this, and it never even occurred to me that that would be that that really could be the key to navigating these kind of feelings. But it's it's so important, and and I think you hit the nail right on the head, Doctor Mancini. What's the best way for people to keep up with you? Well, you can go to my website, drfabmancini.com. And uh, I also have a, a link that a lot of people use to get some great resources, which is fabsfreegift.com. Fab, F-A-B-S-F-R-E-E-G-I-F-T.com. And what I usually do is that I give you some very positive, like uh, right now, if you go to that link, you'll get one of my exclusive interviews that I did with Nick Vujicic. Uh, the man that was born without arm and legs and talks about, you know, having an attitude and a mindset that there's no limits, that just when you think something is not possible, you know, how he's made it possible after so many years of uh, the type of adversity that none of us can even imagine dealing with every day. So, um, but I always give a lot of wonderful gifts, but you can go to my website and find some wonderful things there too and communicate with me directly too. And there are some great videos on there as well. I'll put the links that you mentioned in the show notes for this episode so everybody who's listening can Thank just you. click right on over. Thank you so much for spending some time and talking about this with us tonight. Thank you, Ken. And thank you so much for what you're doing. I'm a big fan and, uh, uh, and you definitely lift the spirit of many people when they tune in with you. So thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening and for continuing to support the Sounds of Christmas station and podcast. Anytime you're ready for Christmas music, we're ready for you. Just go to soundsofchristmas.com and click on the tree or the player on the front page or on the Listen Now page. You can also grab our app in the Google Play Store and take the music with you wherever you go. And as far as this podcast goes, we're now on over 30 podcasting sites. So if you didn't find us on your favorite today, just search for the Sounds of Christmas next time you go there, and I'm pretty sure you'll see our tree. Then you can subscribe, and you'll never miss another episode. If you have comments or suggestions on this episode, 
previous episodes or the Sounds of Christmas Station, feel free to reach out to me on social media or through the website. Thanks again. And may you always believe in Santa Claus. <laughs>